Every time I preach, I try to capture a key idea, a main thought, or a theme in a few words, and I use that, those few words as my title. And my, my thought is, in doing that, is if you can remember the, that phrase, if you can remember that title, uh, then you will remember the points of the message and be able to recall uh, the truth of the message to help you live. And so this morning, my title is, It's Friday, But Sunday's Coming. It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. And when we get done, I hope that phrase will bring back to your mind the points that I'm going to make this morning. And those points will help you live for God. So before I get to my three points this morning, I, I want to tell you what Friday and what Sunday I'm talking about. Although, because of the time of year it is, you all have probably figured out what Friday and what Sunday I'm talking about when I say it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. The Friday I'm talking about is the day that we know as Good Friday. It was the Friday after Jesus spent the night in Gethsemane praying uh, for God to remove this cup from him. A lot of people think that Jesus was praying that he wouldn't have to go to the cross. I think when the Bible said that he sweat great, great, great drops of blood as he prayed that prayer, that Satan was trying to kill him that night before he could get to the cross, and Jesus was praying that God would keep him alive so that he could complete the mission that he came to earth to do, to seek and to save that which was lost. And so I'm talking this morning when I say it's Friday, but Sunday's coming, about the Friday after Jesus spent the night in the Garden of Gethsemane praying. I'm talking about the Friday that one of those closest to him betrayed him for 30 pieces of silver. Talking about that Friday when Judas came uh, into the garden that night, leading a, a, a contingent of Roman soldiers and arrested the one who he had heard teach, the one he had heard preach, the one he had saw miracles performed by, uh, the one that loved him, uh, the, lo- uh, the, the, the one that trusted him to hold the bag, to be the treasurer of the group. I'm talking about that Friday. I'm talking about the Friday that our Savior was arrested and taken before the Sanhedrin, falsely accused. They tried to get witnesses to lie. I mean, everything about the trial that Jesus had was a mockery. It was against the Jewish law. It was against the Jewish tradition. You didn't hold a trial at night. You didn't hold a trial where witnesses could not be called. Uh, And yet they did that. I'm talking about that Friday where he stood before the Sanhedrin, and the only crime that they could accuse uh, accuse him of was truth. They accused him of claiming to be the Son of God. And little did they know that's that who he was that's who he actually was, the Son of God. I'm talking about the Friday that another one of his disciples, the leader of the group, the spokesman of the group on many occasions, the one that had stood a few days earlier and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. I'm talking about the Friday where this disciple Peter said three different times, I don't know him. I never knew him. Oh no, I'm not one of his disciples. I'm talking about the Friday that Jesus was sent to Pilate. The Jews wanted him killed. The Jews didn't have a law that resulted in a person being put to death, but the Romans did. The Roman law was if you claimed to be a king and you weren't Caesar, you could be executed. And so the Jews brought him to Pilate, saying this person claims to be a king, and he's raising a rebellion against the Roman government. You need to put him to death. Pilate examined him and said, I find no fault in him. I'm talking about that Friday. 
talking about the Friday that when Pilate found out that he was from Galilee and that he knew King Herod was in town, he said, I'll send this man over to King Herod. And Pilate sent Jesus to King Herod. Herod was happy to see him because he'd heard a lot about Jesus. And he said, maybe he'll perform a miracle for me. And Jesus went before Herod. And Herod sent him back to Pilate. I'm talking about that Friday. I'm talking about the Friday that Pilate examined him again and came back again and said, I find no fault in him. And yet bowed to the pressure of the crowd. Ignored the note that his wife sent to him and said, I've suffered many things because of this man in a dream. The day that Pilate ignored truth. The day Pilate ignored justice and washed his hands in a bowl of water. Said, take ye then him and crucify him because I find no fault in him. That's the Friday I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Friday that we talked about in Sunday school this morning where the Roman soldiers took him and mocked him, blindfolded him and slapped him and said, hey, if you're the king of the Jews, tell, tell us who slapped you. Platted a crown of thorns and put it on his head. Took a whip, cat of nine tails and lashed him 39 uh, lashes. Beat him with a rod. Plucked his beard from his face. Forced him to carry a cross, and when they got to Golgotha, nailed him to that cross. That's the Friday I'm talking about. The Sunday I'm talking about was three days later. Called Easter. We call it Easter. We're going to celebrate it next week. I'm talking about the Sunday early in the morning when the ladies came to the tomb where Jesus had been buried and they brought spices to anoint his body and they were worried about how they were going to move the stone. And when they got there, the stone was moved and the tomb was empty and there were two angels there said, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He's not here, but is risen. I know the song wasn't written yet, but I could almost imagine the angels knowing that it was going to be written, singing under their breath, death could not keep its prey, Jesus my Savior. He tore the bars away, Jesus my Lord. Up from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph over his foes. He rose a victor from the dark domain and he lives forever with his saints to reign. He arose, he arose, hallelujah, Christ arose. That's the Sunday I'm talking about. It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. I want to call to the attention of three groups this morning that phrase, that title. I call it, first of all, to the attention of the devil and all those that are sold out or that identify with his cause. It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. In the Easter account, it's people like, I'm talking in this group, people like Judas who for 30 pieces of silver sold his master, who betrayed a friendship, who led a Roman army by night to arrest the Son of God. Go ahead, Judas. Betray him. Turn him in. Sell him out. It's Friday. You still have time to do that. But no, Judas, Sunday is coming. In this story, it's the high priest and members of the Sanhedrin who falsely accused him, broke again, broke every Jewish law to put him to trial, paid witnesses to lie. Go ahead, Sanhedrin, falsely accuse him. Go ahead, find him guilty. You can still do that because it's Friday. But Sunday's coming. It's people like Herod that mocked him, sought a miracle, 
arrayed him in a robe and had his soldiers beat him. Go ahead, Herod. You still have the power to do that because it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. It's people like Pilate who knew that he was innocent, who knew that he did not deserve death, who knew that he had broken no law deserving a death. Go ahead, Pilate. Sentence him to death. Wash your hands. Give the innocent to be crucified. You can still do that because it's Friday. But Sunday's coming. It's the Roman soldiers who slapped him, punched him, plucked out his beard, put that crown of thorns on his head, beat him with a rod, whipped him, nailed him to a cross. Go ahead, Roman soldiers. Gamble for his robe. Go ahead. Run the spear into his side. You still can do that. It's Friday. But Sunday's coming. It's Satan. The Bible doesn't record it, but I can imagine what Satan did after they laid Jesus in the tomb that night. He called all the demons of hell together and said, let's party, boys. We have foiled the plan of God. The Son of God is in the tomb. He's going to stay there forever and ever and ever. Let's rejoice. Let's party because we've beat God. Go ahead, Satan. You have a couple, three days to celebrate because it's Friday. But Sunday is coming. Sunday comes. Christ comes out of the grave. And Sunday, Judas realizes, if he hadn't hanged himself, I'm not sure, I think he's probably already gone, but wherever Judas went, probably to hell, he realized that he had betrayed the Son of God. It's Sunday, Sanhedrin. You have, you, 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 you found this man guilty of claiming to be the Son of God. It's Sunday. Now you know that he's the Son of God because he's defeated death. Herod, he showed you the greatest miracle of all. Because on that Sunday, he came back from the dead. He arose from the dead and came out of the grave. Pilate, on Sunday, he showed you that as a son of God, he had more power than any puny Roman governor or even the emperor himself. It's Sunday now. He shows his power. Soldiers, even you can't keep him in the grave. You guarded that grave. You sealed it with a Roman seal. But the fact that you were there, the fact that it was sealed, the tomb was sealed with a Roman seal, didn't keep the Son of God in the grave. It's Sunday now. It's not Friday anymore. It's Sunday. He came out of that grave. Satan, sorry, the party's over. If you haven't realized it up to this point, you need to realize it now. You're going to lose. Your cause has no foundation. One of these days you're going to be cast into the bottomless pit and spend forever and ever and ever there. Go ahead, party on Friday. But now it's Sunday. God's won. God's won. Some here today, you have no respect for God. You have no respect for his house. You have no respect for his book. You have no respect for his people. You have no respect for his church. You're living life the way that you want to live it. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to enjoy the life that I, and I'll define what enjoyment is. I'll live it any way that I want to live. I won't think about God at all. Go ahead. You can do that. It's Friday. It's Friday. But I want to remind you this morning, Sunday's coming. 
You can live life any way you want. But one of these days you're going to stand before God. And you're going to hear the price of your sin. When God says, depart from me, for I never knew you. And you're going to be cast into that bottomless pit called hell. And you're going to live there forever and ever and ever and ever. So go ahead. Enjoy the time that you're making fun of God. Enjoy the time that you're ridiculing him. Enjoy the time you're living life the way that you want to live it. Because one day, Sunday's coming. And you're going to pay a price. Second group of people I'd like to point this truth out to are Christians that are here this morning that are under burdens. It's Friday. Sunday's coming. In the Easter story that, that we read in the Gospels, it's people like Mary, the mother of Christ, who bore him, raised him, watched him grow up, watched him love, saw his miracles, heard his teaching, heard his preaching, saw his life, but watched as he suffered watched as he died and wept at the foot of the cross. It's Mary Magdalene, who Jesus cast out seven devils that gave her life to him, ministered to him, followed him to the cross. The last, in fact, the last one at the cross, followed him to the grave, the first one that saw him after the resurrection. It's Friday, ladies. You weep. You mourn, but Sunday's coming. It's Peter, the leader of the disciples, the one that denied him. Peter, it's Friday, and your heart's broken. You've gone out and wept bitterly because you denied that you even knew the Savior. But Sunday's coming, Peter. It's Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea. Rich men, rulers of the Jews, men of position, men of power. You weep now. You took the body of Jesus down from the cross. You laid it in Joseph's tomb. It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. Sunday, Mary, when your son will live again. Sunday, Mary Magdalene, when your master defeats even death. Sunday, Peter, when Jesus will even forgive you. Sunday, Joseph, when Jesus will say, Hey, pal, thanks for the loan of your tomb, but I don't need it anymore. I'm not going to spend any more time in it. You can have it back. I, I, Sunday's here. We rejoice because the Savior's no longer in the tomb. He's alive. He's risen. Look, you may be here this morning. You have a burden Maybe you've lost a loved one, a husband, a wife, a child, a parent. You feel all alone. You mourn. You still mourn this morning. You weep. I want to remind you it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. Others that are here have suffered a broken relationship. You maybe have been betrayed by the one that pledged themselves to you. And divorce has come. And you're, 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 you're a husband with no wife. Maybe you're a mother with no father. And you're troubled because of the situation that you're in. I remind you this morning, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. Maybe you're here this morning and you're suffering a sickness. Maybe you have cancer or maybe you have leukemia. And you're in despair because the doctors have said there's nothing else that we can do. I want to remind you, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. 
Maybe it's financial problems. Maybe they've turned off your electricity and turned off your phone. Probably be better if turned off the phone, but they've turned it off. I want to remind you, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. Uh, don't, and some people in this situation, they don't want tomorrow to come because they don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. I want to remind you, from the book of Psalms, we read it a moment ago, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. In fact, I want to tell you, Sunday's already here because we serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. I know that he is living, whatever men may say. I see his hand of mercy. I hear his voice of cheer. And just the time I need him, he's always near. One day for the Christian, the trumpet is going to sound. We're going to hear that voice if we're still alive, if we haven't gone to heaven by death. But if we're still alive, we're going to hear that voice that says, Come up hither. Then the dead in Christ are going to rise first. They have six feet further to go than we do. They're going to rise first. And then we which are alive are going to be caught up together in the air to be with the Lord. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. You may have trials and burdens and heartaches this morning, but it's Friday. Sunday's coming. And one day your Savior's going to call you to heaven. And when we see him, it'll be worth it all. Be worth it all. And then finally, quickly, I speak to the group in the middle. It's Friday. Sunday's coming. The group in the middle are those that haven't decided for Christ yet. You're not out and out against God, but you've never received Jesus as your Savior. It's Friday. Sunday's coming. You're like people in the Easter story as well. You're like that thief that hung on one side of Christ that heard him say to the soldiers that had crucified all three of them that hung on crosses that day, and and Jesus prayed to God, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He was there and heard Jesus care for his mother as he asked John to watch out for her. I'm sure this thief had seen other crucifixions. I'm sure he had witnessed other men that had hung on the cross that had cursed those that had crucified him. That he cried out for mercy to anybody that would listen, but not Christ. He was silent as a lamb. He looked over at Christ. He looked over at Jesus and said, Would you remember me when you come into your kingdom? You see, it was still Friday. He still had time to do that. Jesus looked back at him and said, Today you'll be with me in paradise. It was like the Roman soldiers that stood around the cross at the, at, the, at the end of the day. They saw everything that happened. They were there when Jesus was beaten. They were there when he was ridiculed. They were there when he was hung on the cross. They, saw, they had seen many men die. But like we talked about in Sunday school, never one like this. They felt the earthquake. They saw the sun go dark as creation itself mourned for their creator. And as they stood at the foot of that cross, they said, truly, this was the Son of God. And again, I I don't know. The Bible doesn't say if they were saved. The Bible doesn't say if they'll be in heaven. But hopefully, as I mentioned in Sunday school, hopefully they heard the disciples preach after the crucifixion, explain why Jesus was dying, explain what he was doing for them. Listen, you're here today. You're not sold out to the devil, but you haven't received Christ yet. 
It's still Friday. You still have time to realize that you're a sinner. We're all sinners. There's none righteous, no, not one, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It's Friday. You still have time to hear the gospel that Jesus Christ went to the cross and God laid on him your sins. And God laid on him my sins. God laid on him the iniquity of us all. And when Jesus hung on that cross, bearing our sin, I mentioned this in Sunday school, God had to do what he did every time when sin came into his presence. He had to leave. Or he had to dispel men. When sin came into the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve had to be kicked out because a holy, righteous God cannot tolerate sin. And as Jesus bore the sins of all mankind, God had to do what he always did. He had, to betray, he had to turn his back. He had to separate himself from his son. And as I mentioned in Sunday school, I think it was that moment that Jesus Christ paid the price for our sins. The wages of sin is death. Not physical death, but spiritual death. Being separated from God. And when Jesus cried out from the cross, My God! My God! Why hast thou forsaken me? At that moment, he suffered what we owed. Separation from God. Spiritual death. The wages of sin. And since he paid that price, he offers to every single person a gift. The gift of eternal life. The Bible says in Romans chapter 6, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It's Friday. You still have time to hear the gospel. You still have time to respond to the gospel. But Sunday's coming. Sunday's coming. One day it'll be too late. One day you'll stand before the throne of God. And if you don't have Jesus as your advocate, if you don't have Jesus as your Savior, God will say, I think, the most dreaded words that are recorded in the Bible, depart from me, for I never knew you. I never knew you. That day's coming, but it's still Friday. You still have time to come to Jesus Christ. I invite you to do that this morning. I invite you to come as a sinner. To the one that said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but by me. I invite you to come. We'll take this book. We'll show you from this book, the Bible, how you can ask Jesus to be your Savior. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that it's still Friday, that people still have time to respond to the gospel, still have time to come to Jesus Christ. And I pray for those that are here that have never done that, I pray, Father, that you'd help them see their sin, the price of that sin, see the price that Jesus paid on Calvary, and help them come this morning and receive the gift that he freely offers to every person, the gift of eternal life. I pray for the Christians that are here that are carrying burdens. I pray you'd remind us that weeping endures for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Father, please bless this time of invitation. I ask all this in Christ's name. Amen.